Hey, how you doing? My name's Greg Knapp. This is Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion. Today on the podcast, how to use pain and pleasure to pursue your purpose. Ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. I love what Anthony Robbins said. The secret of success is learning how to use pain and pleasure instead of having pain and pleasure use you. If you do that, you're in control of your life. If you don't, life controls you. You know, when I hear something that makes sense, I pay attention. And when I hear it from someone else in a different way a second time, I really start studying it. And when I hear it a third time and it relates to my personal experiences, I become a believer. Now, that's what happened to me with this idea of how we're all motivated by pleasure and pain. All right, Greg, you've gone a little crazy again. I'm motivated by a lot more than that. I mean, I'm motivated by love and money and significance and values and friends and family and joy and anger and negative circumstances. And yeah, I know. Easy, easy. I'm not trying to get you upset, but stop and think for just a second. Pick anything that motivates your behavior. Let's use money. Why do you want more money? Lots of reasons, right? You want to take care of your family, pay your bills, secure your future, buy your dream house, take your family on wonderful vacations, build dreams together. Don't all those reasons really boil down to increasing your pleasure? And now what happens if you lose the ability to earn a good income? You might lose your house. You won't be able to feed your family or pay your bills or have your children go to college. Your spouse might leave you. Hopefully that's an irrational fear, but a real one nonetheless. You'll feel like a failure. You may end up on welfare. Don't all those answers boil down to increasing your pain. Yeah, pleasure and pain. We're all motivated by our desire for pleasure and our fear of pain. And when we alter the way we think and act to use pleasure and pain to our advantage, we can transform our lives. Babe Ruth said, never let the fear of striking out get in your way. And that's why he hit so many home runs. He also struck out a lot. But so what? He hit a lot more home runs. If this resonates with you, I want you to have a free gift from me. It's my ebook, Five Steps to Finding Your Passion and Purpose. Get it at my website, gregorybnap.com. The information's in the show notes. See, questions can be really powerful. What you ask yourself changes what you focus on. What you focus on determines how you feel and what actions you're going to take. And one of the big questions we've asked time and again is about our jobs. When you're young, you're asked by adults, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? You're trained by your parents, your friends, your school, society. What do you want to be when you grow up? And it really means, what job are you going to do? Now, of course, the answer changed as we got older. As a little kid, it was, I want to be a cowboy. I want to be a ballerina. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a businesswoman. Whatever it was, right? As you get older, it changes. Engineer, salesperson, entrepreneur, teacher, mother, father, inventor. But very few of us ever said, I want to be the mid-management assistant to the director. Unfortunately, a lot of us ended up just settling for that job. Because we were taught if we got that good job and worked hard for 40 to 60 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, we'd have a secure income. Well, we know that doesn't work anymore, does it? Sometimes it helps to get mugged by reality. The old American dream is done. We've seen what's happened recession after recession. And the workplace is changing so rapidly. Nobody is sitting around collecting their pension with the gold watch anymore unless you work for a government entity. So could there actually be a positive side to this? And I think there is. Having the old American dream shattered can open your mind to the idea that there's something else, maybe something better. 
time to ask new questions. What do you want to do with your life? What can you do to earn a great income and have fun at the same time? Where do you want to go? What's your passion? When you pursue your passion or purpose, the rewards are limited only by your imagination. See, when you pursue your passion or purpose, you know, something that you're actually really good at that people want, that's the key. It can't just be a hobby for this. The rewards are limited only by your imagination, your determination, and your hard work. It sounds great. So who wouldn't want that? And why do so many people not reach it? Well, it's a very radical idea for the vast majority of Americans, and it's scary. Yeah, it does have ups and downs. It does require hard work. And there is fear in the unknown. And when people start to seriously consider finding and pursuing their passion or purpose, fear comes at you. Some of the fears are rational, some irrational. Fear is very powerful and it can paralyze you. Think about it. Fear of falling, pain, letting your family down, divorce, rejection, losing all your money, looking stupid, fear that you're not smart enough or good enough, fear of losing everything you've worked so hard for in your life. That's just a few things. What are you afraid of? What's holding you back from committing to and pursuing your purpose? And what is your subservience to fear costing you? George Burns said, I'd rather be a failure at something I love than a success at something I hate. Ooh, it's a good one. You know, I'll never forget a decision I made back in the eighth grade. I wanted to try out for our junior high baseball team. I was a really good infielder. And even though I didn't hit for power, I usually put the ball in play. But the cool kids were on the baseball team. And I was not a cool kid. I was what you would call a dork. I was skinny, short. I wore glasses. I had my brother's hand-me-downs on. I, I got picked on by the cool kids. I was petrified that I would embarrass myself at the tryouts. And even though I usually played shortstop or third base, I signed up to try out for the outfield. The outfield? I've never played outfield in my life. Well, my reasoning was the best players were the infielders, and I doubted I was good enough. And then my fear really kicked in. The day of the tryouts, I just didn't go. I got on the bus and went home. And I still regret it to this day. Don't let your fear stop you from pursuing your passions. Try it. Do it. Ask for it. I love what my dad says. The answer is already no until you ask. They might say yes. What have you really got to lose? And you know, as you get close to starting one of these new ventures, fear will start creeping in. You're going to start questioning yourself. Am I smart enough to do this? Can I really make money at this? What happens if I lose it all? What happens if I fail? On and on and on, right? You're not the only one who has these doubts. And here's the other thing. What separates the successful is that they persevered and pushed through these feelings and these questions. They realized that there were temporary necessary hurdles to overcome to get to where they wanted to go and to become who they wanted to be. You can do it too. The other thing is you got to pick your friends wisely. You want to surround yourself with people who want you to succeed and people who are also pursuing their excellence and their purpose. Most of us will only rise as high as the people in our peer group. Because if you look around and you're the most successful person in your group, you need some new friends. Now, I know it sounds harsh. I'm not saying kick people to the curb. I'm just saying add some more people in there. And unfortunately, some of your friends and family are going to feed your fears. Some of them are going to do it because they love you and they think they're helping you avoid a mistake. Others are going to do it because they're not willing to pursue their purpose and they resent the fact you're doing it. They don't have the courage to do it. They don't have the commitment to do it. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to do this consciously, but there's a little jealousy and envy inside them and it doesn't want you to succeed. 
they're probably not even realizing that that's what's going on. But somewhere in their brain, there's a nagging question. If you, my friend, are succeeding and I'm not, what does that say about me? They have to question themselves and how they're living their life. And that's very uncomfortable. And if comparing themselves to you makes them feel bad, they may even make up stories about how you succeeded that aren't very nice. It's very sad, but I bet it will happen to you. It's just what happens. So you've got to practice celebrating other people's successes so you don't become like that. You don't want to be a drag on your friends and family, right? You can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. Love your family, but avoid talking about your dreams with the dream killers. Pick your friends wisely. Be the kind of friend who encourages, supports, and celebrates with others when they succeed. It'll come back to you tenfold. Now, how do you use fear to your advantage? I like what H. Jackson Brown said. Don't be afraid to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. So how do you fight this powerful fear and negative talk from yourself and from others? Okay, you start with a great purpose, courage, and another fear. What? Another fear? Yeah, we're going to use the Christmas carol technique. Now, if you take this exercise seriously and you fully commit to it, you can use fear to your advantage. This is the one I got from Anthony Robbins years ago, and I still use it to maintain my motivation anytime I start to think things are getting a little too hard. To do this right, you got to spend a good 15 minutes going deep into your thoughts and feelings to make them as real as possible. If you've ever seen Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, you got a pretty good idea of what you should be trying to do, all right? Now, I normally only focus on positive exercises and positive outcomes that I want in my life because uh, I'm a big believer on what you focus on, you get more of. But when done correctly, this exercise is so powerful, I'm willing to break my rule. All right, here we go. Imagine what your life will be like if you don't change to follow what you were created to do, right? You never pursue your purpose. If you're lucky, you're going to bounce from job to job, chasing the paycheck to take care of your family. Maybe you invest some in your 401k. Maybe you hope and pray it won't go down right around the time you're trying to retire. You work every day with a feeling deep inside you that you're not doing what you were put here to do. 40 to 60 hours a week doing a job you don't like or maybe even hate. So unless you're driving, really get into this. Close your eyes and think about this job you hate and all the things in your life that bother you. Imagine this is as good as it's ever going to get. Imagine all the dreams you have dying. You never get that dream job. You never pursue that purpose burning inside you. You never make more money. You never get closer to your loved ones. You never travel to new places. You never improve your relationship with God. You never help the people you care about. You never move into your dream home. You never make enough money to give to charities. You never fill in the blank for you. You never grow. You never change. You're stuck like this until the day you die. Imagine you don't do anything we've talked about in these podcasts. You do nothing different, so nothing changes. A year later, and nothing changes. What would that feel like to you? What would it look like? What would it sound, smell, and taste like? I mean, get into it and feel the feels. Does that scare you? Does that create emotional pain for you? Now keep imagining that nothing's changing. And now it's five years from now. And you're still doing the same things every day. 
You're no closer to your dreams and goals than you were five years ago, but you are five years older. 40 to 60 hours a week going through the motions. Sunday after Sunday where you dread Monday morning. You're living for the weekends and two measly weeks a year of vacation if you're lucky. Years go by and you feel like the life force is being sucked out of you. You are not the fun-loving, optimistic person you used to be. Your kids and your spouse notice they are not getting the best of you. And you realize sometimes you're even taking out your frustrations on them. You are depressed with where your life is. You just keep putting off the things you know you should do. And now you're really angry with yourself for not following through. Your self-esteem just keeps sinking lower. How does that feel? Is it painful yet? Marinate in it. Now do it again and project your life out 10 years, 20 years. Think about your life with no growth and no changes 30 years from now. Make it as real as you can and feel it. I mean, spend five to 10 minutes really marinating in this. I'll wait for you. Oh, you're back. Hey, okay. How scary were those feelings? And what if becoming stagnant where you are is the best case scenario? I mean, what happens if your company lays you off or what the job you do becomes obsolete or if you don't work on your marital relationship and that leads to divorce? See, I think it's scarier not to change than it is to take the risk of trying something new. You're either growing or you're dying. Which one sounds better to you? I mean, do you really want to be just one of the masses where everybody's working for the weekend? I know it was a hit for Loverboy, but the last time I checked, the weekend is only two out of every seven days. Uh, hey, let's struggle through five lousy days for two good ones and then start the miserable cycle over again for the next 60 years. Then we can lie on our deathbed wondering what might have been. Sound good? I love what Dave Carey said. Oh, you hate your job? Why didn't you say so? There's a support group for that. It's called Everybody, and they meet at the bar. That does not sound like fun to me or success. And do you think that's not going to affect the rest of your life negatively? Are you a fun parent or spouse to be around when all you do is put your dreams on pause and wait until the weekend comes? That's what I'm afraid of. Now, you could argue whether this idea of pursuing your purpose is less risky than not doing it, but it certainly has more potential rewards. It's a great old Mark Twain quote. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines. Sail away from the safe harbor. Catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore. Dream. Discover. You know, imagining how your life will go if you don't pursue your passion, it's pretty powerful, isn't it? I mean, it scares the heck out of me. It is a great motivator. I don't want to lead a boring life. I'm scared to death of waking up on my last day with a long list of regrets and what ifs. Dying with a fire in your heart that you never let the world see would be the ultimate final tragedy of your life. That fear we just created, I sure hope it's greater than the fear that you might fail at following your purpose. If you approach this, as if you can't afford to fail, as if your future depends on it, you're going to succeed. Now, you may stumble. You may hit obstacles. But every time you do, you're going to learn something. 
and you'll become something better than you are right now. And you'll be one step closer to succeeding the next time. I love this poem by Guillaume Apollinaire. Come to the edge, he said. We can't, we're afraid, they responded. Come to the edge, he said. We can't, we'll fall, they responded. Come to the edge, he said. And so they came, and he pushed them, and they flew. It's time to fly. Let's go. I know I just got you all wrapped up in fear, and I hate to leave you that way, but in the next episode, we're going to use pleasure to your advantage. If this resonates with you, I want you to have a free gift from me. It's my ebook, Five Steps to Finding Your Passion and Purpose. Get it at my website, gregorybnapp.com. The information's in the show notes. 